Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Good evening. The time is 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is your host, Buffy Williams. You're listening to the New Heights Show on Education. And this week, I will be introducing myself, and I'm your host, Buffy Williams, from the Troy, Alabama area. Tonight's topic is the history of education reform. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington, coming to you live from Ms. Buffy Williams' office. Just sitting around thinking about life and trying to become better people tonight, so check us out. Welcome back. You're on the air with Buffy Williams, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. We have been discussing the show's purpose on mission. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. I'm David Smith, founder of Silicon Valley High School, and we're proud to bring you these New Heights Educational Group radio shows because we share the same belief that quality education should be accessible and affordable to everyone everywhere. We also believe learning should be as entertaining as possible. And here at Silicon Valley High School, we're proud to report that over 96% of students would recommend our video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported online courses to a friend. Learn more about our fully accredited, entirely online high school and our $95 courses today at svhs.co. And I hope you enjoy the show. I want to thank you all for continuing to listen. I'm so grateful for my listeners. And uh, let's get into today's show. Tonight, we will be discussing the history of education reform. But before I get into that, I wanted to discuss a few things that we discussed on last week's show. I have a partner with the New Heights Education Group, and she is a fellow host of mine, and her name is Erica Henson. And I wanted to let my listeners know that she discusses topics related to depression, anxiety, and other disabilities. And her show airs live on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, her name is Erica Henson, and she discusses topics related to depression, anxiety, and other disabilities. And uh, sometime in the future, we will be able to co-host some of our shows and also hopefully participate in some roundtable discussions with past hosts of the New Heights Educational Group. Also, um, the recommended books and curriculums on their website that 
I authored. Um, I'm also a proud partner, as well as a host with the organization. And you can find my books and other recommended readings on their page in the Learning Annex. Um, when you look up me uh, under the partner courses, you will also be able to check out the genealogy courses where my curriculum can be used as a teaching tool um, with their curriculum under the genealogy course. Um, we also have the Easy Tunes comic book, which addresses issues that students may be facing in schools. And on the back side of that book, on the back cover, um, there are different hotlines that students can use if they're facing particular issues um, that will be helpful for them regarding any educational struggles that they have um, in school. So I wanted to make sure that you all know about my co-host uh, from time to time who is airing live on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, the Easy Tunes comic book, which I will be reading for you all um, bi-monthly, and but you can also access additional resources uh, and hotlines on the back cover of that book. So now let's get into the show, uh, the history of education reform. Education is a discipline that um, considers um, other methods of teaching and learning, um, whether that's in schools or in a school-like environment. But one of the things that uh, I find interesting is that we all have a vision of what we think is the proper form of education. But at some point, we have to try to find some type of consensus. And so the history of where we came for as education is concerned is um, very important for us to create a foundation on this show so that we can all start, uh, have a starting point of where we want to move from here. Um, also, education can um, be a transmission of values um, and other acquired knowledge in society. And we know that Horace Mann was the father of American public education. And originally, he attended school for 10 weeks out of the year. And the rest of the time, uh, he had to work on the farm, which was, you know, common during those times. But in no way do we want to talk about abolishing public schools or, um, you know, eliminating public schools, but we also have to have some type of foundation. So where do we start? We want to talk about kind of how much does it cost to send a student to school, you know, and what are the, what's going to be in the best interest of the students. And statistically, we know that only 60% of students are college or career ready. And, you know, we're talking about choice and, and accountability. And what we know is that, you know, families struggle to find the best fit for their children. And so what we want to do is we just want to kind of lay a framework so that we can all kind of engage in uh, educational topics that may be beneficial to do what's in the best interest of the student. So going back to Horace Mann, he only went to school, like I said, maybe 10 weeks out of the year and the rest of the time he worked on the farm. And as far as I know, my grandparents also had a similar experience. They only went up to a certain grade level in school and then the rest of the year, everybody farmed, um, as well as my parents. And so 
we know that one of the things that he was instrumental in is that he wanted public education to be paid for by taxes. And, and back then, as well as now, you know, parents who had, um, who were well off, who were wealthy, their children were either uh, sent to private schools or they had private tutors in their homes. So in the foundation of education, most uh, only went to school part-time. And if they did go to school, they went to school in one-room schoolhouses. And they had very little limited supplies. They had very little, um, the teachers had very little education. But the reformers wanted education to be a place where some students could escape poverty a way for them to become better citizens. So Horace Mann ended up being the state supervisor for education. And his thing was that citizens needed to galvanize in order to vote, to make sure that schools um, were better than they had been in the past. And so what they did was the citizens galvanized and decided that taxes would be the way to pay for better schools. Uh, and then those schools also would pay for higher salaries for teachers and also establish special training schools for teachers. And then we see the matriculation of the school uh, year increasing from 10 weeks um, to approximately six months out of the year which of course linked in the school year and it made uh, an improvement in the curriculum because there were three basic principles of the public education at that point. So one was that the schools would be free and supported by the taxes of the citizens. Two, teachers would be trained. And then three, the students would be required to attend school. So we know that now we also have that into play. We have um, types of truancy laws where students are required to attend school up until a certain age. And so, you know, other regions also adopted this theory um, from Horace Mann. And so more schools and more colleges were established. But also, originally, we know that females were not admitted to, to these high schools or to these colleges. So later on, as um, the education system went on, we also know that African-Americans um, were not allowed to attend these schools. And if they did go to schools, those schools were separate and they received less funding. Um, and so as the, um, as the school system got better and as um, women received more rights, so did African-Americans. Um, and as the history of education reform evolved, we know that schools um, got better and also got better for women and for African-Americans. So at that point, there was a greater interest in teaching people who had disabilities. And also we're talking about people who um, were visually impaired or had a hearing impairment. And so we are moving from, you know, general education for the masses um, and then the matriculation from that to educating women and then putting more efforts into servicing minorities, and then those with disabilities. And so Horace Mann kind of started that movement uh, with understanding that um, education was going to be the key to um, all citizens becoming um, more empowered as far as their education was concerned. So what can we do? 
um, as parents and educators um, that strive to give our students um, the tools that they need to succeed, we need to focus on, you know, healthy bodies, healthy minds, building self-confidence, and also giving them a solid education. So we want, we want them to be passionate about life. And we want to give them everything that they need to excel in life. But we know that that is not always um, in the form of textbooks. This could be also in the context of creative learning, creative design, um, and just the environment in which you put the child in. Something that's going to inspire them and empower them to design um, a from real world problems. And so here we have the exploration of different ideas. And we also understand that, you know, learning culture molds their behavior. And it also is um, expansive in the way that they think and they think about public education. They think about government and governance. And so Originally, we know that education at that point, you know, were pretty basic. We were talking about mathematics and language and and learning how the sciences and the arts work. But as we um, move on through education, we understand that sometimes there was a conflict in what was going to be actually offered at these schools. And so that's where we get to the point of informal education or maybe even unschooling. And regardless, we know that we wanted to maximize the potential success, um, regardless of the circumstances of where a child was born. We wanted to maximize their experience in um, the field of education. And so one of the other things that um, was so instrumental is that now that we've come from just learning the basics of mathematics and language, We've gotten into the field where we discuss also, you know, maintaining good character and character education and schools implementing character education. And with the Journal of Character Education, researchers and policymakers and teachers and educators and school practitioners, they have developed, um, you know, positive character standards for students. And so with that, not only is our education system taxed with teaching the fundamentals to our students, but they're also teaching good character. Um, they're teaching them to care, um, care about each other, acting upon those core values and those ethics, fairness, honesty, compassion, being responsible and having respect for others. And so, you know, these principles are something that originally, you know, we probably historically thought of as would be taught at home and not necessarily the responsibility of the school, but more of uh, an extension of the home. And so those things were always practiced, but not in the sense of character education within the schools. And so there are also um, 11 principles that go along with the character education and that schools usually address and in the overall school climate in addition to uh, academic curriculum and extracurricular activities, they have interpersonal uh, relationships and school governance, like school rules. And then we have uh, an area where usually school-wide, they include uh, a comprehensive school reform and more specifically, uh, the basic efforts of service learning, 
life skills, conflict resolution, violence prevention, which also includes anti-bullying type efforts um, in schools, and also education and prevention of drugs. And then we know that in the past they've had, they've included things like sex education as far as the history courses were concerned. And I talked a little bit about that on my last show with the sex education during the era in which I work with the Waits and the Ames program. That was um, the government's attempt to implement a um, counterculture to the sex education that was being um, placed in the schools at that particular time. So they thought that abstinence education would be a better um, way to implement those things. And so I was very actively involved in abstinence education. And so I want to uh, elaborate on that abstinence education. And and I know that when we think about abstinence, we can ex- abstain from a lot of different things. We can abstain from drugs or violence and all those things. But in that particular context, um, when I work with those programs, it was primarily sex education. And so Um, they were abstaining from sexual activity until marriage. And so that was kind of like the pledge, like the purity pledge that they have now. So also um, with that, they talk about um, in schools now, education um, works on civic virtue and social responsibility and having good morals and reasoning. And then of course, relevance to, Uh, the multicultural education and how we teach that in social justice and ethics and environment and technology. Uh, And then there are the schools that also are religious schools that have religious education. So we have a lot of things that teachers and administrators have to um, actually incorporate within the day. Uh, So I want to hear from my listeners kind of what do you think about, you know, schools having to, uh, implement all of these things um, within the core curriculum in addition to teaching the basic subjects. Do you think that this is something that our current infa- uh, educational structure is built for? Um, what things need to be actually changed as far as our educational reform, reform system and kind of where do you feel like we might be doing things correctly? And where you think doing things incorrectly or things that we can change in order to make uh, education a better, um, a better system for our students. And so we want to think about what does the research say? I know that um, the research research out there, uh, there, it can be found as far as the character education is concerned. And so if you're, you're wondering kind of where some of this data can be found, um, you can go to the reform movements of the 1800s, the journal for character education, of course, our, uh, encyclopedia Britannica, uh, is also accessible. And then the sitter for, um, education reform and also the new heights educational group, um, has out there for parents who are considering, Uh, homeschooling their students or are participating in some type of unschooling um, population. And um, that's, that's one of the the great things that I I love about the new Heights educational group is that the resources that are out there and the course curriculums that are out there are services and resources that are designed to 
kind of assist parents who have decided that maybe the public school setting is not necessarily for them, but they need to have additional resources to be able to provide the courses that they want to provide to their children at home. So they actually have, if you're in Defiance, Ohio, you can actually go by and actually take advantage of those resources um, hands-on in-house or you can actually uh, access on the website, so um, virtually. So you have the opportunity to explore education in a lot of different ways. And so with the New Heights Educational Group, there are different courses that you can use to augment your um, homeschooling experience and your unschooling experience. And I just want to thank our listeners out there for listening to our show today And I hope that you have gained additional information regarding um, education and education reform. And again, remember, my grandparents uh, only uh, went to school up to maybe like the sixth grade. And so I know that there are a lot of listeners out there um, who have a similar background, uh, or you may have come from a family where you are second or third generation college student and you have the educational background and you may can offer us a different perspective on education but um, we have a lot of people who think that maybe our education system is broken and we need a lot of input as to how can we make the school system better for our students So I want to thank you um, for listening. And uh, again, please join us um, here on the New Heights Educational Group. On next week, our topic will be the IEP process. So I want uh, all of you all to join me. And as I learn more, uh, hopefully I can educate. And we'll be looking at the Department of Education's outline for the IEP process and what all goes into the IEP process and the steps uh, um, that you go through in order to set your children up for that program if that is something that they're in need of. So again, I'd like to thank you for listening. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and until next time. You can also follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Buffy Williams and on Instagram at Buffy underscore Williams and Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the New Heights Show on Education. This show was written and expressed by Buffy Williams. Auto and mixing was produced by Jamal Banks. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again on the New Heights Show on Education.
Here are your announcements for the month of December. Happy birthday to the following people. Priya Kedhardiff, Heather Ruggiero on December 3rd, Geetha Lingasamy on December 4th, Lindsay Clark, December 5th, Roberta Perkins on December 19th, Erica Hansen on December 20th, Tanush Shri Tawari on December 25th, and happy anniversary to Michelle Shockey and Shannon Williamson on December 17th. Other exciting updates from the New Heights Educational Group includes the following. And please don't forget to donate to the New Heights Educational Group this holiday season. You can also visit our website and click on Amazon Smile when shopping on Amazon. That way, NHEG receives a portion of the sales. A thought for you is also we have had over 327,000 listeners for our radio show. If each of those people donated a dollar, that would help New Heights Educational Group tremendously with reaching those that need services. The New Heights Educational Group will be launching um, a new site for their New Heights Show on Education um, very soon. It has never been easier to listen to our shows. Check them out now. The new site is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. You can also visit our discounted and free online courses to view the newly added courses for us and Silicon Valley High School. Anyone at any age can earn their diploma through Silicon Valley High School. You will really want to check out their $95 courses. We also want to announce a new partnership with Buffy Williams, who's also a host of one of our shows. Her books can be found on our recommended books page on the Learning Annex, and you will also see her books added to some of our curriculum like the genealogy course. It's on our site. We want to give a special thank you to Senator Sherrod Brown for his recent recognition. We really appreciate your thoughtful certificate from the United States Senate. Thank you also to Walmart of Defiance and Walmart of Napoleon. They both sent us a check for $500. We couldn't do what we do without support of businesses like Walmart that appreciate our educational efforts. If you like what you hear on our show, please consider sponsoring it. There are only two more spots available for sponsors. Everyone here at NHEG wants to wish you and your family a happy and safe holiday season. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. See you next month. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. I'm David Smith, founder of Silicon Valley High School, and we're proud to bring you these New Heights Educational Group radio shows because we share the same belief that quality education should be accessible and affordable 
to everyone everywhere. We also believe learning should be as entertaining as possible. And here at Silicon Valley High School, we're proud to report that over 96% of students would recommend our video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported online courses to a friend. Learn more about our fully accredited, entirely online high school and our $95 courses today at svhs.co. And I hope you enjoy the show.